Welcome to Off the Rip with your hosts that front like they know the most. We talking smack about whoever, whatever is currently on our minds. We ain't no experts, so don't get hurt if we say something that rubs you the wrong way. This is a place where ideas get thrown out and tossed around. If you can't take the heat, get up out the kitchen. We about to serve them up. It's Reem D, Mook, and Shiz. It's Off the Rip. Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing in common. I can't stay comfortable in common. So, all right, so let me let me ask you this. Is it right for you to assume that every black person should be advocating for rights of everybody or should be a no, staunch but he, advocate but that, of that? But that? That was part of his platform. Like, if you read his bio, like, that's what he was coming up. He, um, He's wearing it as a badge of honor on his, on, his, on, his, on his path to power. He's wearing that as a badge of honor. So he yeah, used so, those type of beliefs and, and yes. ideas to get to where he is. Yeah, and then he, once yeah. he got power, the Catholic he changed. Church. Right. Because they don't um they don't like recognize racism and shit. But that's literally what he's for mm. when you see his decisions. That's mm. why like I can't rock with it. Like Gosh, I appreciate the clarification. Really, he's like, oh yeah, black, yeah. I should be doing this. Mm. So it's the performative nature of it that yeah, bro. Like if you got demands the fuck Clarence Thomas. Piece, bro. Don't don't put me in it. You know what? We it, should title, we should title this podcast. <laughs> Clarence Thomas. I'm with it. Welcome to Off the Rip with your hosts that front like they know the most. We talking smack about whoever and whatever is currently on our minds. We ain't no experts, so don't get hurt if we say something that rubs you the wrong way. This is a place where ideas get thrown out and tossed around. If you can't take the heat, get up out the kitchen. We about to serve them up. It's Reem D, Mook, and Shiz. Off the Rip. Yeah, hello, good morning. Tell me what the lick read. What's up? You here with your world's most dangerous podcast? What's up? We got Shiz here. What's up, Shiz? Yo, Moop. What's up, Moop? What's good with you, Rain? What's popping? What up? What up? T on the ones and twos who's no longer on the ones and twos, it seems. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> Yes, sir. And you know, you know me and the Teflon Don, the Don Dada. You know, I only know introduction. It's Hovey, baby. What's up, though? We have a topic. We have a topic, right? Wait, now. wait, who? Who? It's who? Hove. It's Hove. Uh. <laughs> Jehovah. What you talking about? H O V A. I got my old lady on the highway. That's right. H O V. Don't be hating. Don't be hating. Anyways, <clears throat> we have some. Uh, we have a big topic to talk about this week. Um, man, we got Roe v. Wade being reversed. Um, and for those who don't know, the Roe v. Wade was the uh, abortion law that made it so you could get abortions legally. And that's been reversed. So uh, it's been a state of, I, I would say it's been a state of shock amongst my my community, my people, the people I'm around. A lot of people have been shocked. Um, a fa- like a lot of people are really worried, um, sad. A lot of emotions happening at this time. Um, and I understand it. It sucks. Like it's, it's crazy. Um, what are you guys thinking about it? I mean, I'm going to start off first by saying I don't even think it's just people in our general circles. 
I yeah. want to say it's a masses at this point. Like I haven't seen, to be completely honest, I haven't seen a celebrity, uh, you know, anybody that you know, I come across on social media that has been like, okay, this is a great idea. So like, it's not even like something that's even split in half with some people agree with it, some people don't. It just seems like everybody's completely against this as they should be. Mm. Yeah, I think for me, like I'm still trying to gather my thoughts and just what what my reaction is to it. But definitely just seeing how seeing people's reactions online and just seeing the the media coverage of it, you recognize just how widespread this is going to be and and the impacts that it will likely have in, in not just birth control and contraception and um, you know morning after pills and, and medication things like that, but also other you know, aspects of laws or things that we consider rights right now. Um, uh, I know we kind of touched on in our chat previously, but just thinking about the impact that it will have is, is what is really worrisome to me. Yeah. And to add on just for, you know, I mean, if you didn't hear about this, you live it under a rock, but to add a little more specificity to this, um, <laughs> it, re- it, it makes, basically means it leaves it up to the states. So whatever state you live in, it's up to the the state has the power to decide if they'll allow abortions um, versus when it was Roe v. Wade. It was a federal law to some extent that you needed to provide abortions. Um, Of course, each state, especially ones that didn't agree, would put their own different barriers to that service um, to make it harder for women to get that life, sometimes life saving service. But, um, yeah, it's up to the state's. And we got some states that are about to, that have trigger laws. So within the next 30 days, um, I think, what is it? 23 states um, will make abortion legal. Something like 18 or 20, 23, something like that. Yeah, I think I had had a, dang, who, yeah. I think it's primarily the red states too. Mm, Nah, there's some, even the swing states too. Really? West. Yeah, some that yeah. are uncertain. We don't even know what they're about to do. But shout out New England. We chilling. <laughs> get, get that baby out if you need to. Get that baby out if you need to. <laughs> this dude. Um, and we're starting to see some corporations too that are speaking out too. I know um, Trevi posted it in the, in the Instagram. Shout out Dick's. Dick's Pause. Sporting Goods <laughs> and other corporations who are um, definitely against the, the ruling and are willing to provide travel expenses for any staff members who um, could be potentially going through this right now. So it sucks, bro. It's like, I'm just thinking about, you know, Mook, you can speak to this too. Just our wives who wanted to have babies and to see what they went through for the past nine months, right? Like the hormonal changes, their bodies changes. And then the whole delivery process, like I can't imagine someone, a rape victim, uh, just going or enduring this whole process. It's just, you know, Kareem, you can speak to it like the, the, the mental space of the trauma of constantly, you know, having that, you know, revision of, you know, this this baby growing inside of you that you don't want. And it's just a repeated offensive trauma right mm-hmm. so it's just it's just crazy, it's crazy. And, and, on, and on top of that too with with that being said too and it's not like the state has 
you know, provided, you know, help for, for women going through this. I mean, we're facing a formula crisis right now. We're formula, like we're, we're shortage on formula, daycares through the roof. It's like, you're trying to, for, like, essentially you're trying to force people to have kids and then there's no services to even help provide for these kids in the masses to, to make sure that, you know, they're good when they get here. So it's yeah. like, like you're forcing people to have kids on top of not providing services to help these families that are going through this. Cause obviously nobody's, you know, uh, situation is perfect, but now like, you know, you don't even give people the option that if, if they don't want to go through this, you know, now you're saying, okay, like there's, there's no other, there's nothing else that you, that can be done at this point. To, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Move. Uh, formula um, and maternity leave. Like yes. a lot of these totally. <laughs> states that are <laughs> that are banning, um, that decided to reprimand these reproductive rights, there isn't maternity leave for um, women that are expected to, to go through the whole birth cycle. It's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Or it's the federal minimum of, of how much time you can leave, which I think a lot of people feel like it is not enough for for a mother to recover or for a family to be able to deal with the things that come after birth. And it's all it's not always paid leave too, mind you. Mm, yeah. Um, Austin Public Schools, for example, which is crazy and a workforce that's most predominantly women. Let's keep it a buck. We're talking about at least the teachers the women that get pregnant in Boston public schools do not get paid leave. I think they get four weeks, but they have to use their sick time. Or vacation time. Yeah. Sick or vacation time in order to um, have some money to support the kids. So it's, it's pretty wild. And another thing I was thinking, I was like, yo, if you are pro-life, you should be obligated to adopt one kid then because who the fuck gonna take care of all these babies? Yeah, but we already got kids in orphanages and and foster care and shit already. So, and I would even make the case to to even go a little bit further back on that pro life point, right? The people who are for this ruling are the same motherfuckers who are for the death penalty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like that's just that's that's what I'm thinking about right now. When you think about that cycle of a of a of a mom who has been raped that goes through this process of having a baby gives it up for adoption then you go through the process of this baby now growing up through the foster care system who says he gets into some trouble never been loved right has just been thrown around through the system and then gets into some sort of trouble commits a heinous crime now the same people who were for this ruling are now saying give him the fucking needle like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's, it's sinister, bro. Like it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yo, what you just did there was, was incredible. Just to, like, it's just, just everything like that. Absolutely. I completely agree. It's, it's, it's sinister to think that like, you know, people, people just don't think this through, bro. Like, <laughs> well, and then, and then it's also the people who are looking the population of people who are looking to have abortions are usually the people who, I don't say, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of people who have abortions are a lot of people who can't afford to have a baby. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're already making a hardship on someone's life who's 
full of hardships. Right. So, you know, it's people who don't got to don't have the cars, who don't have the jobs and travel. Like you just said, the people who can't take time off of work or won't get time off of work, won't get paid leave, can't get child care. You know, it's those people who who are looking to not bring a child into this world to, to have them face those same hardships. We're now being forced to do that as well. And like you said, bring up a child facing certain circumstances that don't that some people wouldn't want to bring a child into, you know. I think that's a really good piece, too, just because I think that's one of the kind of larger talking points is is that by making these laws that ban abortion, you don't effectively ban abortion. You just make it harder for people to, to access it. Right. Like there's still states that have abortion. But what it really does is it makes it for people in lower socioeconomic um, uh, living statuses or living ways to, to not have access. You know, they can't travel to a state to get an abortion, whereas a wealthier person, if they don't want to have this baby, they can travel and, and do what they need to do to, to have that, that abortion. And, and I think, Shiz, that adds into your point really well in that when you force families to have children, you know, you will have to wonder what happens to those families, what happens to those children. And it's something like, um, I just looked it up, it's 400,000, over 400,000 children in the foster care system um, as of last year. And there's something like 600,000 to 800,000 uh, abortions per year as of that information was last taken in 2017. So it may be somewhere around there. When you put those together, it definitely makes you wonder you know, whether they were thinking about, I hope they were thinking about, you know, what are the intended and unintended consequences of a law like this? Like, how do you prepare for the increase in children that will be born because many people won't have options for abortions? You know, are you going to improve the social services that are available? Are you going to make it easier to get those services? Are they going to be prolonged? Like, what are, what are the reactions and what are the responses that the states now have to take um, in order to to protect these lives that they're so passionate about. And, and to me, I've seen nothing about changes in social services, changes in, you know, support systems in, in states that, that will help that. And uh, I think that's just a huge missed, um, you know, no point or missed action in this is that if you're going to force abortion or if you're going to force children, people to, to go through with a, a pregnancy, then you need to understand there are people that are not going to want their children afterwards and you have to prepare for what that's going to be yeah it's scary about now if people are forced to have these children how many kids are going to end up in foster care? and like you said how like Rashawn said how many people are going to end up in broken homes or they're going to end up in you know like I said in the system that the whole life that you know now they these kids are in a world that you know they're thinking my parents didn't want me going because why they had me it's because they had to have me you know what I'm saying now you got these kids growing up with these underlying issues now, you know, just because of this ruling that you, you're essentially forcing people to have kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and the sad part is that, like you said, they're not, and I know for a fact that they're not going to put in services to, to help these families that are forced to have these children. There's not going to be anything, you know, any, any more services given to like, okay, like we're going to, you know, help with food. We're going to, you know, you know, give money and things like that. Like they're not going to put these services in your place. So they're not going to put the resources in into the foster care 
you know, to help children find homes or things like that. Or when they do end up in homes, they're going to homes that people are there just because it gives them a check every month. Mm-hmm. And the other issue with that is that there's no indication that they're likely to make those changes in the future. Like I think we've seen that certain states are more prone to limit except like access to social supports. So there's no indication or, or comfort for me that with this new law that they're going to try to help these families and these people that, again, are going to be in lower socioeconomic places and are going to need more support. So I, I think that's something else that just is, is very concerning when you think about the, the bigger picture of it and, and the history of how they supported or not supported peoples in those groups. I also think it's going to cause a lot of broken homes, too, in the fact that there's going to be some, you know, some fathers and women that are going to have splitting opinions on on what should be going on in the home because, you know, maybe a father suggests that, you know, let's move to this state just so we can get the abortion or the mother's like, you know, we can't afford to do that. And, you know, that causes splitting families. Now you're, you know, I'm not gonna generalize it, but like that causes, you know, single mother households or single father households and things like that. Or like, you know, every year there's complications with with pregnancies and stuff like that. Now, you you know, because you're forced to have, you know, forced to have, you know, maybe a, a mother has an underlying condition that essentially speaking, she shouldn't be having kids, but what are, what are other options at this point? So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that I think that they're not taking account for. And like I said, the more and more I think about it, I don't see the positives of, of, of their ruling. Like, I don't see what they wanted to do, like why they, why they did this, like what does it benefit them? And I still just don't see it, you know, what, what, what these higher ups really think that this is going to accomplish by saying, yeah, you can't have an abortion. Like I just, I still don't understand the ruling. Yeah. Well, to get into that, I think some of that has to deal with, um, one again, we talked about it like stripping stripping women of their rights, controlling women's bodies. Um, when you do this, you take women out the workforce um, by making them have babies. You know, like we said, they can't be they can't be at their job, and and then they don't get compensated for that. Um, a lot of women were I was reading, and a lot of women were succeeding or, or excelling in their job because they were able to get abortions. And so they're able to stay there and be able to compete with, with other men, you know, and get and get um, and get those competitive wages. You know, this is going to make the wage gap go down, uh, make the wage gap increase as well. Um, so there's like a lot of economic, a lot of economic advantages for the people in power uh, for putting abortions in place. Uh, we talked about uh, population control and I was saying how my belief and you know this is when we started getting conspiracy theory land my belief is that they want more workers you know they want more people to work they want more people to buy they want more consumers they want more people to buy products you know having a baby is expensive that's dollars i think mook and rashawn can attest to that and how much of an industry you're funding by just having a baby well let alone just imagine if you don't have insurance how much money we just got a check the other day i didn't mean to cut you off d no you good go ahead but like if we didn't have insurance we're paying well over thirty thousand dollars just for this certain stuff that i didn't even i felt like they were just tacking on just to have a nurse in a room was like six thousand dollars just to like make just to make sure that you were like (laughs) you know what i'm saying just to make sure that you were okay 
And then, you know, for the epidural, that's like another $8,000, you know? So it's just for these little things that tag on room and board, like, nigga, we playing, we paying tuition now. It's like 13 grand. It's like, it doesn't, it, it, it literally doesn't make any sense, but like, you know, thankfully we didn't have to pay that much because of insurance, which we can get into how much of a scam that is health insurance. But like, um, it's just insane that people could literally go into debt having babies. Like, I want to give you an example right now. I'm, I'm not going to use um, their name, but me and Dahlia have... Right on cue. <laughs> me and Dahlia have a, a friend right now who uh, just recently had um, a baby who... Um, uh, the baby was a premature um, baby. So right now, that baby's currently in the hospital. Now, I don't know how long they're going to keep the baby for, but think about what they'll have to pay daily for that baby being there and just being held just because it's a premature baby. You have to make sure the baby's, you know, good enough to go home. But now think about all the money that they have to spend on on their insurance or or premiums on that and stuff like that. Now their child's insurance is going to go up just because now the child's a health risk and, and things like that. Like it's, it's so much stuff that's so underlined that you don't think about on the surface that that it's just going to keep piling up in a later time. It's like now, now think about that for for somebody who who didn't want this child to begin with. And then you run the risk of your health insurance potentially, your health provider potentially dropping you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that that made me go John Q on somebody. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You see why you, you see why he's mad. It's only the shows. He was actually right. Chucky was right, yo. That's one of the first movies I ever tried. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, T. Um, yo, this sh- I just wanted to put one little comment. Yo, this shit remind me of Handmaid's Tale. Mm. I don't know if any a of y'all very, seen that a shit. very real future. One of our teachers at Wheelock used to teach a class called Apocalyptic America. And and this shit that's happening right now is like a right, right aligned with it. Like she was predicting the future. Trump set this shit off, bro, with those two justices. And, and that's oh, and that's also that's what, what I want is. to talk about too. When people are <laughs> like, exactly oh, why is. the fuck? Why do I care about voting in Trump? Why do, why does it matter that Trump got voted in? Why should it, why should I care? He's mm-hmm. here to drain the swamp, blah, blah, blah. Cause that motherfucker put in these justices that yep. are making these decisions. Mm-hmm. Like at the very least, at the very least, he you put a motherfucker in power who put these people. In these positions to make this decision. Yep. That's why it's important. Two of them. That's <laughs> why it's important. That's yeah. what, like, at the very least. That's why it's important. That uh, why you have to vote. Why you gotta choose who you vote for. I think, but at the end of the day, I think there needs to be a reform in our justice system in general because oh, a absolutely. lot of guys, a lot of these guys will tell you every like. I guarantee the next, the next person that runs for an office spot. He's going to tell you everything you want to hear. But once they get in there, like, you can't control what they do. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to tell you everything you want to hear just to get your vote. So it's like, at the end of the day, like, how do we know, like, how do we know what's what's real and what's fake at the end of the day? Well, we can put people, we can yeah. put people in, in positions, but at the end of the day, like, that doesn't mean that they're going to do what we want. Yeah, but they can still put people in these positions of Supreme Court justice. Mm. That's the problem. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. That's the problem. 
It's like they can still not prompt, they can still be wishy washy, but they still have very real impacts by who they choose for Supreme Court justice. And that's a I, lifetime position until the Supreme Court justice says, you know what, I, I retire or they die. I don't want to hear any pro-life talk until we get until we get rid of guns. I don't want to hear none of that. Like <laughs> I'm just like NRA, so, NRA, when you say when you say get now NRA is actually like pretty weak right now. Um but it is really just just people, bro. Like at, yeah. at this point, like the NRA, their their pull is very much weakening because there are responsible gun owners who are like, yo, y'all tripping. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yo, they just did you see the shit that happened in New York? You can carry a gun now in New York or some shit like that. What? Concealed, well, I thought, concealed yeah. carry law. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I thought it went the other way around. Like they no, tightened their gun laws. No, New they, York they State loosened. or New York City? Yeah, there's a difference. They loosened the gun laws. I think it was New York City. Because New York City is very strict. Had yes. very, very strict gun laws to the point where artists don't like going to New York City. Yeah, rightfully so. Shit. <laughs> like Lil Wayne said, he's never performing in New York again. That's how he got jammed up. Mm. Well, yeah. I'll oh, go ahead, Tim. I was going to say, speaking of justices, one of them really, really, <laughs> I, I knew he would. I, I fucking hate him. Clarence Thomas, bro. Look at, look at this nigga. Look at this coon. <laughs> like his real name is Clarence. Clarence was at home with both parents. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, the the thing that blows my mind is like, okay, one thing, I right, you're you're Republican, okay, but his background, the way he really, literally got it out the mud, like oh, descent, yeah. like direct descendant of slaves, grew up speaking Gullah, which is like a low country. African English, like Creole type of language. Um, I'm talking like mad poor mom earning pennies on the dollar every single day, house burned down, got homeless, lived with his grandparents, all that, like just super poor. Then ended up going to Holy Cross. Well, he's he's very religious. Um, and yo, people be using this religious shit as a crutch to to honestly just be. Holier than that. Don't get me started on. Don't get me started on organized. It's one of the most. People can be in the same religion and it'd be one of the most divisive topics between the two. We all subscribe to this white Jesus with blue, with blonde hair and blue eyes. Well, yeah, we could. We could get into that. Black Widow was not praising Jesus in Africa. (laughs) We was talking to the rain gods and shit, trying to get trying to get these goats fed. Nobody was 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 worrying about some white man in the sky with long straight hair. He was also born in December in in the Middle East. But right. Walking, you know, shepherds is walking through. Oh, that's a pagan. That's a pagan, uh, pagan ritual. Christmas is a pagan yeah. ritual. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. they, they, they adopted they, by Christianity. Exactly. It's not really when Jesus was born. But well, well, my bad, T. T, you got me. You got me triggered. My yeah, bad. exactly. Same. I was about to get in there, too. <laughs> but um, yeah, this nigga was homeless. Um, went to mad Catholic schools, actually went to a seminary in, um, in Missouri. And that, I guess that's where, where he really, you know, got indoctrined, but then goes to Holy Cross, um, and does like politics. Like he's like pro black and Holy Cross. Um, he made, but see, I seen where he started fucking hating himself. He majored, he majored in English, um, because he spoke Gullah and he thought he needed to sound more polished. So that's why he, um, 
He majored he majored in English. But yo, he was doing anti-war um marches. He witnessed the 1970 Harvard Square riots. Um he got deferments from the military draft. So that's how I know he a bitch. Although I would have did the same thing too. I'm not gonna lie, I would have but I just would have moved to Canada. <laughs> but yeah, then he says, like, oh, like yo, my toe hurts. Right? On down the flight of steps. <laughs> I would I was about to make a bad joke, but I'm gonna keep moving. Um <laughs> no, I gotta say it now. I would have tossed myself down the stairs. Um <laughs> It'd be abortion podcast. Oh exactly. God. That's why. Yeah, now nah, you you Man, connected see. it, not me. You connected it, not me. I'm just saying. <laughs> so he, we might he have also, to edit that one out. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. He also hates <clears throat> Yale University because his professors um assumed that he was affirmative action. Um Got got in there through through, affirmative, through affirmative action, and so he says his degree is only worth fifteen cents. But how do you go from going facing discrimination, being like descendants of slaves, going through all that, your mom not getting paid, and having being like one of like three or four kids, and then hating black people? Bro, it's the bootstraps myth, dog. I about to say, I think that's a pretty easy. I that's, feel like that very much sides with a conservative like yeah. belief that he did that himself and that he was able to get through all of these hardships. And so, therefore, I don't need social support programs. Exactly. Therefore, I don't need mm-hmm. you know diverse people around. I I did it myself with my family. Exactly think, what Kareem just said. Yeah, I, I can see where that clearly aligns with conservative values and and, and thinking. <laughs> Who pulled up Uncle Ruckus? <laughs> he, I, I was tweet. I was tweeting that earlier. Though. He is the embodiment of Uncle Ruckus. Like he is. Like that's what I need to talk to. Uh, what's his name? Aaron Magruder. Yeah. And ask if, if he was writing about Clarence Thomas, bro. <laughs> Fucking George H. W. Bush. Well, and there, there's just something in our society about black people who are strong conservatives that is very like enticing in, in a media perspective because I think you don't typically think of black people as conservative so when you do see one it, it's you know you want to get them i think right-wing media wants to get them on and talking to them but i think in general people look at outrageous it outrageous shit bro like when i think in general you think about it because you would assume black people wouldn't be conservative because typically conservative views don't have social supports don't you know want well, to help. typically conservative people are racist well true I guess now, yeah, you could probably say that. It obviously, hasn't always been that case, but True. I, I think in general, I didn't we, say Republican. I didn't say, I didn't say Republican. Well, Republican. and I, and I would still say I think conservative conservative hasn't always been well, maybe more so in there, but still not all the all the time or not. Yeah, not forever. But either way, I think it's just when you think about the general laws and beliefs that they have you'd assume that black people wouldn't be in agreement with that so when you see black people in agreement with conservative values and in rules and laws it, it definitely stands out to us for whatever reason and i think that's just because of our you know two-sided political parties being so polarizing that you kind of have to assume certain things about people mm-hmm. and when you you get checked it's kind of like oh really you you do believe in that you do believe in this you know one thing though that just like still blow, I don't know it still blows my mind like 
I fuck with Richard Wright's writing so hard. That nigga is nice. Specifically that book, Black Boy. If you haven't read it, it's amazing. Um, It really puts um, the times of slavery, I mean, not slavery, of like just hard segregation in the South through a uh, black boy's eyes uh, and how you can't, how he really, he he got it out the mud as well. But he said that that's one of his biggest um, influences. And I'm like, bro, did you, did you read his fucking books? Like, mm. it, and, then, and then he said one of his favorite movies and something that really connects with him is Spike Lee's film, Do the Right Thing and, um, and Malcolm X. What? Yeah, he in the sunken place, bro. How sway? <laughs> like maybe he got a chip in him or something like that. That's controlling him. Man. Nah, that kind of sounds like he says that as talking points to be like, "Hey, I qualify." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this nigga wishes so hard that he was like Malcolm Gladwell, black. Malcolm, so, so can you talk about what he's been doing recently? That 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 has been the issue, like some issues oh. that he's been. Yeah, I mean, so overall, he, I mean, he voted for um, this Roe v. Wade. And then his wife. I heard she's a racist. Ugly ass, stupid ass, racist ass, yeah. January 6th head ass. Um, so there, there was like some collusion <laughs> with her. And like Yo, he's that. a Tyrone Biggums, right? She, he's, a Ty, he's, a, he's a general Tyrone Biggums. Why, why'd you divorce your wife? Because <laughs> she was she's a nigga, a nigga lover. lover. She's a nigga <laughs> <laughs> like he just wishes oh my god my bad go ahead t sorry so so he voted for roe v wade and then he came out with a statement saying that they should also start restricting uh contraception and uh they should start restricting gay marriage and the problem with that is that's that you start setting legal precedent and just the problem with restricting roe v wade is that it starts taking a legal precedent to strip rights so now you start stripping back rights of women's bodies, start stripping back rights. Now you, you're starting to regulate people's bodies. So now you can regulate uh, trans people's bodies. And you can regulate uh, interracial, inter, I'm sorry, you can same-sex marriage, which mm-hmm. then can get into interracial marriage. Yeah, And then you can go on a so, so far, you can just keep going down the hill. And then to get to the point where, you know, let's reverse Plessy, let's reverse Plessy v. Ferguson. Like, when I, where does it stop? Slippery slope. And I, th- and I think that's kind of the point. I, I can't remember who was saying it now, but T, I think you might have been saying just um, how when these judges are being affirmed and when they're going through their interview process, you know, almost all of them in their, you know, interviews and questioning said that Roe versus Wade is precedent and it needs to be respected as precedent. Um, and there's a list uh, that was going around of... This thing was uh, out here touching women anyway so well yeah and a lot of them have other background issues that make it concerning too but yeah, there's a list going around of uh, of these judges saying that roe versus wade is precedent that it you know it doesn't need to be changed that we should just follow you know what's been stated already and i think it goes to just this you know like what i use but authenticity but just like the idea that that whole affirming process is just like a show for media. Like it doesn't really get down into anything because they say whatever they need to say to get, you know, voted in. And it means nothing because once they say that they're not legally bound to what they're talking about. And I never hear anybody challenge what the judge justices said in their hearing interviews versus how they actually rule. So mm. like there's at least four or five judges that have said that Roe versus Wade is a precedent and there's no reason to review it. 
And now you have this ruling where clearly a majority of the judges ruled against it. So like, it, it just six seems to like three, right? so, six to three. I think it was six to three. So That's it just, it just two. seems so two faced. It seems so backwards. And it's just like, my frustration is nobody is going to challenge these judges and say, Hey, you said this in your hearing, you know, as your opinion changed, which again, your opinion can change, but it, it, it's the, it's just the fakeness. It's the slyness of, I'm going to say what I have to say to get in this position of power. And then I'm going to do what I want, you know, for whatever reason, for whatever motivation. And there's no accountability for it. There's no responsibility for it. They act under the, oh, it's for the American people. It's for the best, but it, it it's not like it. And something like this can't be for what's best for people. And that, and, and that gets yeah. to what Mook was saying, what we need to restructure the government. And like, if I had a magic wand, one of the things that I would change is like, we can't have these old dudes yes. up in here making decisions Facts. when they was watching black and white TVs and now we got flat screens. Right. Like what I what I trust what I trust one of these old dudes to show me how to, to make a website? No. So why am I trusting them to make my fucking laws? Like they don't know anything about the times. They don't know anything about what we're going through at this moment. They just know what they went through. None of them are progressive at all. Ah, they're they like know, but they don't care. Yeah. So they're it's stuck like, in their way, like, like it's crazy. Well, I think anytime you get a job where you're in that job for life, that's not a great idea, right? The security is way too strong. You 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 can't get, you know, you can't lose that job unless you do something right. It's like you know, a grossly having, horrible a professor having tenure and saying the N-word. Right. In class. So you can you no, can see how that perception no but that's that's real like that yeah, mentality. no it's that mentality and just that arrogance of like yo i could do whatever the fuck i want right Clarence thomas right. might be pretty close to getting impeached because of jenny thomas uh to go back to her um i i found some basically she was um text texting mark meadows in 2020 um, said repeatedly urging him to overturn the results, repeating conspiracy theories about ballot fraud. Um, yeah, so um, they were asking, the, the Democratic members of the House were asking him to recuse himself from the cases related to um, the attack on the Capitol. Um, and I don't, I don't think he has, though. I think he's uh, still yeah, hanging like, around. Who, is he, who does he answer to? Who, do they, who does the Supreme Court answer to? Yeah. I, no one, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like it's supposed to be. What's checks the, what's the checks and balances? Checks, checks and balances, but the Supreme Court has, like, to me, the the, the most powerful branch. Yeah, because I mean, they, they can they, they can impeach the president. Mm -hmm. They can they can say whether the laws are constitutional or unconstitutional. Yeah, they can veto laws, right? And so it's just like, what what can they? Who checks? They can't them? veto them, but they can pr prove that they're unconstitutional. They're constitutional. Got you. Yeah, which uh, I don't know if you guys even want to get into that, but just I was thinking about this last night, actually, and I think I had seen a tweet that kind of made me start thinking about it. But the idea that in 2021, we're still living off a document that was created or signed, what, 17? These niggas didn't even have sense. Black people so, were three-fifths of men. So, so we're going to use a document that was created then when, yes, Black people were three-fifths of men. Women had no rights. People were dying at like, on average 25, 28 years old, and we're gonna say, oh, this is how the world is supposed to be ran. Like, how? tell me how that makes sense. Like, why can't we just scrap that shit and just start fresh with the technology we have and say, these are the things that are important in our society right now to progress. That shit in 1700s is not relevant right now. Like, and they try and use it as like, these are human rights that we need to keep. We can keep the rights, but we need to reassess that like ASAP. 
Bro, that shit is crazy. Because at the end of the day, it caters to a specific group exactly. of people, bro. Exactly. Yes. As long yeah. as those people are in power, they are not going to change. Clarence got in that seat. He was like, ah. Something's <laughs> <laughs> in that oh, seat. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, 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 you better get with the you better get with the program, nigga. He's like, ha, I got you, bitch. I hate myself. <laughs> there, there needs to be like decade reviews of of, of that. Just keep it updated. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Clarence, read the document, bitch. Bad. Was it in in most professions, there are like continuing education requirements, right? So like doctors, teachers, social workers, they need every year, every two years to get a certain amount of educations. And these are classes or trainings that keep them up to date with standards of practice, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if, if Supreme justices have that, but that's something that should be thought about, right? That they need to be understanding of what the current society and structure is like and understanding the most important issues. And of course, they, they're probably read up on issues and they understand what's going on. But I think uh, beyond that, there needs to be education like doctors have, like professionals have that give a more holistic and hopefully unbiased view of what's going on so that they can be more aware to rule on certain decisions. Because you're right, if they just take their experiences and their backgrounds in rule, that's problematic because most of them are very old you know, and, and you can kind of assume their viewpoints based on a few things. What what year was he born? He was born in. If you oh. say sporty something, which means he was in his twenties when we still had segregation. Oh, he was born in forty eight. Yeah. yeah, so he was in his twenties when we were in segregation. Yeah, hey. he's from Georgia. <laughs> Like, bro, yeah. like Malcolm X, I mean, um, Martin Luther King was riding buses in your city. <laughs> All around it. Born, bro. Like, while you were living. That nigga was still learning English, though. <laughs> you didn't have time to be black, I guess. I don't know. Lived the whole life of the butler. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, His life was a Lee Daniels movie. He's <laughs> stupid, bro. I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Oh, the longer I, think, I look uh, at his his official portrait from 2007, the more I hate him. <laughs> I think. Nah, Reem, I think you bring up nah, that point that you made. You you do bring up an interesting point, like some sort of recertification. But uh, you know, that's another perfect world yo, analogy, bro. Yo, that that's not even a perfect world. That's just like that's current yeah, standard practice. Like, like standard it is practice. standard practice, but because like, a doctor doesn't use the same exact thing he that doesn't. he uses from ten years ago. Yeah, it no, doesn't work. Nah, there's that's why they got additions. <laughs> that, that, and that's why the law is the law. Yeah, they used to tell us that milk made our bones strong. Now nobody true. drinks milk. Nobody drinks milk. Nobody drinks dairy no more. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, because yeah, because they just fortify it with calcium, you get calcium, other places. Yeah, yeah. Bro, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman because they might have made him try to play Clarence Tom, Clarence Thomas. Oh, oh my God, don't do that! <laughs> don't don't do that! Talk, yo, Hollywood thought Chadwick Boseman looked like every bro. black, every historical black. Like, like, they yeah, try to make him Thurgood yeah. Marshall. <laughs> they made I mean, him Thurgood Marshall. He was, he was James Marshall. Brown. He was Jackie Robinson. <laughs> he was Ernie Davis. Like, yeah, he ran a run, bro. That shit was wild. Thurgood, though. Thurgood, like every black person played Chadwick Boseman. Oh my yeah, that, that's God. crazy. The black biopic, Chris Chadwick. Until Washington, like he gonna play, he was gonna play everybody. He would have been sick of just playing black people. Denzel would have been sick as David Marshall. 
coming to a theater near you the story of denzel washington starring chadwick boseman (laughs) yo him him and michael b those are the two ones right there yeah if it's a light-skinned black dude it's gonna be michael b jordan nah thurgood light-skinned bro yeah thurgood still put chadwick bro yeah but like most of the pictures of thurgood marshall in black and white so nobody really knew what color Oh, like when I watched the movie um, Glory Road, I found out Bobby Joe Hill was light skin as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the movie, I was like, "Wait, that's him?" It's like, that's "Oh, he's pussy." Yeah. Like, yeah, that, Derek Luke can play him. He looks like him a little bit. <laughs> Derek Luke, that's another one. <laughs> I thought his career was going to pan out. His career fiddled yeah. off after Yo, that. For real. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman came up and took his career. Yeah, that was like, yeah, he can play Diddy. He can play Bob, <laughs> Booby Miles. Like, okay, he can play those people. <laughs> what am I going to do without football? Yeah, I see happy crying too, yo. <laughs> and laughing or crying, crying? Crying, crying, man. I, I, was, I was with Booby. Yeah, I got hurt. the movie jersey in my closet, too. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Mm. I think uh, something else that I thought about, I was curious to get you guys' opinion, was just, like, how this law actually takes effect in, like, the practical setting, like, with doctors now and, and with some clinics, abortion clinics. I don't oh, know what they'll have to do if they, they shut they, down, they, but what, what's going to happen? There's going to be some abortion clinics where you can't Hell call yeah. them doctor. You got to call them mystic. Yeah. Mm, okay. I'm a stupid question. If you say hypothetically, say you already had an appointment coming up for this, like does that that's, whole that's a good that's a great that's question. A, that's a good, so that's, yeah, a, good that's a that's a that's a great question. I was just reading uh, an article about this from a um a gynecologist in Alabama whose clinic was closing. Um so she was saying they had a huge number of people that came in, I think yesterday morning. Some people were in the parking lot at 3 a.m. So she said that people that had already started um, the procedure for getting an abortion, whether it's medication or whatever, they're able to continue because of the medical and ethical obligations to do no harm. So doctors should be all right to continue any abortion um, procedures because of that. There were some people that were like just starting that process and had started paperwork or were getting medication. Their like status will kind of be up in the air because it will kind of depend on where they were in that and if it will be legal to continue. And then there were people that were just coming in that first day for the first appointment to meet. They had to tell all those people, we can't provide care. We're sorry. Damn. Damn. Yo, they were saying um, in the state of Alabama, they said 99 years is the amount of prison time a doctor in Alabama will receive if they perform an abortion. How crazy is that, bro? Just give me life. Bro, that, that's what it is. It's a life. It's a life center. That's what it is. But ninety nine years, bro. Yeah, give me the four hundred. Like, God damn. I know why you gotta. That's so odd, bro. Nah, I don't yeah. Want that bitch yeah. I, I, also, though, I just heard that. Um, um, why am I blanking on the mayor of? Uh, I mean, governor of uh, Massachusetts. Uh, Charlie Baker. Baker. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> He just um he passed he passed a good law where um Been out of any any doc any doctor who is um evading like prosecution from like giving an abortion or something um Massachusetts will not cooperate with um like any extradition um obligations they're just they're not doing it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, like, I did see that. Like, I think that was cool. Over here, we're like Cuba or one of the he, one of the places that the Fast and Furious go at the end of every movie. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, Put his dog get extradited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I thought that was cool. There's a couple of states that have passed similar le- uh, legislation. Yeah. So they're kind of like safe haven states, um, which which is which is what's going to end up happening, right? Because now that it's in the state's hands, you're just going to have states that are going to become safe states and states that are going to be really harsh on penalties. Seeing doctors um, going AWOL. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know like if y'all know any doctors, anybody in the medical profession, but I'd be so curious to hear their actual thoughts and concerns about this because I well, have to think it brings up serious ethical and moral dilemmas, you know, for, for a lot of people. That's, well, think how we live in Massachusetts, though, in terms of like our medical field is just like the best in comparison to like all these other states. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. and thankfully, we got a governor who was like, "Nah, we're not going to we're not going to, um, you know, commit to this, 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 this ruling. But also mm-hmm. like just to be in a place where, yo, some of some of our medical practices are light years ahead of any other place. Well, that's that's the thing, too, Shiz, is like, yet the Supreme Court ruled that it's up to the state. Yeah. So, like, it's crazy. We're, we're upset with the Supreme Court, but should be upset with the state, be upset with the states. Yeah, because yeah, all yeah. of the states should Both. be saying that we're going to uphold it. Right. But we're po- we're pointing our we're pointing our fingers at the wrong people. Anger. Yeah. At the Supreme Court, who's I mean, really they did come up with up the, to the state. Nah, but the, somebody is that, that see that's the essence of checks and balances right there. Mm. Like, oh, a state can be like, oh, we, this is how we feel, but this, the the government can say, no, we're gonna overrule that. That's not appropriate. Exactly. Well, you flip right. it around, put it on the states. Now there is they eliminate that check or that balance. Well, and indeed, I think. And this is maybe just my personal thoughts and from what I've seen, but I think the frustration with the, the Supreme Court justices is not it is the fact that they're not seeing this as a universal, like federal a universal right. right, right. Like it's not that no, the no, Supreme I, Court I, I, is putting it in this. That, I'm not saying that we should take all our anger from them. Yeah, yeah. Because you're right. It's not a the fundamental only ones right. to hold accountable. They're not the only people that we need to hold accountable. Oh, really? And I'm yeah, not yeah, seeing no, people holding accountable the states. Yeah, and I think part I of that it. is yeah. it's the shock of it, and you you see the Supreme Court made the decision, so all the anger goes to there. But you're right; like I, I think people are going to change towards their frustration with their state representatives pretty soon once they see these these trigger bans, like you said, GRT, go into effect. Um, you know, I think people will change their frustration and and hopefully go out and vote for people that they want in office. So yeah, grassroots organizing is how we change this shit from the ground up in our streets first we have to get back in the streets they stopped us from making movements in the 60s and they mm-hmm. stopped it from happening it's never going to happen again because they they figured out how to not make make sure that shit didn't happen again a few reasons with or by a few assassinations right they was knocking dudes off in the 60s. Killing dudes. JFK, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Um, yes. One, one, JFK's one brother. Little, all that. Rob, Rob Kennedy. One um, thing I just found out is states can't ban... I don't even know how to say this. My 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 Pristone? It's a it's a um, FDA-approved um, abortion pill. So states cannot ban that. So you could still get that loud pack in the mail. Oh, does that fall under contraceptives? I'm not sure. Well, I wonder I'd if that have, does. I imagine prior to, no. prior, to, prior to 
No, Prior it's an abortion conceiving? pill. So you take it like you find out. You take it afterward. Yeah. So it's like take a day after, after pill? No, it's, it's not. Nah, it's, it's, it's stronger than that. That's the morning after the morning after pill is essentially like i don't want to get the number wrong but like four birth control pills like in one you can take multiple birth control pills after and it almost do the same thing oh. that's not suggested of course because you know they have stuff that's made for that but um yeah i mean that's the stuff that women are going to have to resort to if they're in yeah. a state where or if it and the thing about like Planned Parenthood and stuff is like if <laughs> the thing about Planned Parenthood is like if you can't afford some of the care, you know, that they, they have policies and stuff that they're going to help you get that because they're a nonprofit. So like if you still it's still about money now, if you want to get an abortion, because you got to try. And I think something else I think like related to that, um, maybe an unintended consequence of this is, you know, how does that medication availability change like does it become more expensive does it become uh more lucrative for companies you know is it going to be harder to get are only wealthy people going to be able to afford mm, that now that's a good um, point Rain. you know it's just something else that people can control to then you know make money off this situation um, Yo, trojan about to be doing numbers it's like oh, i really gotta strap up now. speaking of did you see how much pfizer has made pfizer ceo no 928 I'm sure he's made a lot. 928 yeah. million dollars since the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. 928 million. If the only the inside source. I see the Pfizer, Moderna. I'm sorry. Don't go. Go. It's, it's one of the two. Probably both. Mm. I was going to say, much. I made a lot well, of money off of Moderna. Like, would you expect them not to make a lot of money? In a year, $928 million. You vaccinated the world. But I would would expect them to have a huge huge blow up. And like spread that money out or or sell it for cheaper. Like you don't need to make that much money. You don't need $928 million. Like they could have needs that, but (laughs) that's a whole nother conversation. Yo, that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, Did Mark Cuban do something? Yeah. Speaking of that. So Mark Cuban, I think, created like a website where you can get prescription ju- uh, prescription drugs at yeah, a lower cost. They might cost. assassinate him next, honestly. Yeah, that's what I... Yo, he might be out of here. Yeah, he I fuck with Mark Cuban, too. So, yeah, yeah he's only he's selling, he's selling these he's drugs for only a 15% markup, and you don't need insurance. So that's pissing off the pharmaceutical companies oh, yeah. and the insurance companies. And you can make mad bread that way. Yeah, he's still, he's still <laughs> marking it up at 15%, so yeah. he's still going to make money. Right. Yeah, it's just not the you 300, have, 400%. Ethically, you shouldn't make a whole lot of money off selling drugs. Obviously, people got to make a living. We live in a capitalist society, but you should yeah. you shouldn't make more profit than the drugs actually even worth. See, see, capitalism. Now, here we go. Now you get them talking about free will. Because that's, that's part of the reason why I say there's no free will with capitalism. We're mm. being... Predisposed no to with shit. capitalism, yeah, yeah, we're being predisposed to shit to make us. It's like an algorithm to make us buy shit and be and consume shit. Well, yeah, you have to buy something. It's crazy. I've, I've been watching this show, yeah, um, Edge of Alaska, and these dudes like the whole reason why they live out in like the boonies is so that like they can just su- provide for themselves. Yeah. But as I watched it more and more. Do they still got to find ways to make money? Some of the dudes leave with their home to go do trucking jobs mm. or like try to make it. They still have to make cash. They still have to buy things no matter what. 
And that's before I get into the free will of religion. You know, we was back on the religion piece earlier, but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, yeah, I, you see it everywhere. The free market is a, is a huge impact into how we look at society and how, and in turn, how it affects society, right? Yeah, absolutely. Last thing I got to say about this is fuck Clarence Thomas. <laughs> You got a That's lot of anger directed towards, the, fat directed towards this <laughs> one man. Yeah. Hold on, TP, say it yeah, one more time for the good people. Say it one more time. Doom, 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 Fuck doom, Clarence doom. Thomas. <laughs> uh, no. he, I just feel like he betrayed me, bro. Like, he, he not, we not on, we're not on the same team. You're doing all this civil rights shit, and you are complicit in passing a bill that affects Fuck CT. who you nah, my niggas, pretended to be actually for. <laughs> So, all right. So let me let me ask you this: Is it right for you to assume that every black person should be advocating for rights of everybody, or should be a no, staunch he, advocate that, of that? That's, that was part of his platform. Like, if you read his bio, like that's what he was coming up. He um he's wearing as a badge of honor cap- on his and his on his on his path to power. He's wearing that as a badge of honor. So he yeah, used so, those type of beliefs and, and yes. ideas to get to where he is, yeah, and then he, once yeah. he got he power, the Catholic he changed. Church. Right. Because they don't um they don't like recognize racism and shit. But that's literally what he's for mm. when you see his decisions. That's mm. why like I can't rock with it. Like Gosh, I appreciate the clarification. Really, he's like, oh yeah, black, yeah. I should be doing this. Mm-hmm. So it's the performative nature of it that yeah, bro. Like if you that demands if you the fuck Clarence Thomas. Peace, bro. Don't don't put me in it. You know what? We it, should title, we should title this podcast. Fuck Clarence Thomas. I'm with it. All right. All right. Nah, it needs to spread out yeah, around his wife too. There are five other justices that voted for this shit. I don't care about them. They're, they're not getting. They're not getting off the. They didn't betray me. I already knew what they was for. They wore their racism on their sleeves. Mm. They didn't surprise they me. They put the hood on. They put the hood on. After you just found out about Clarence Thomas. Actually, you didn't just find out about it, but it. You're just this learning about how. Oh, what was the last, last straw? Was that a Yo, bat, nigga? What he was got that? a fucking bat in his house. <laughs> Yo, that thing was huge. Yeah, it's a little black thing over. fucking right, flying across the screen. The spirit of Clarence Thomas. <laughs> right? Y'all y'all just fucking jinxed me. Clarence Thomas. Is, is that D's house? He's coming to accept Trevor next. <laughs> the spirit of Clarence Thomas and he's still alive. The spirit of Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> um... <laughs> You can find us at off the rip dot, po- dot podcast or off the rip underscore podcast. Like I always say, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to give us a listen and you won't be disappointed. Say it again, TP. One more time. Yo. One more time, T. Fuck Clarence Thomas. <laughs> I was like, we got edited? <laughs> we got edited? <laughs> Yo, that's another episode of off the rip. All the family fucked up, split. All the minds corrupted. All that trying to look, look, it's too late for you. It's too late for me. The game ain't fair.